Hello and welcome to Snap, Cackle and Pop. The breakfast show for people who wake up at 5pm. My name's Lucas. I'm Laura. And we're here to give you your weekly pop culture rundown without the frills. From famous views to shocking scandals to tantalising trends, we've got you covered. So sit back and tuck into a conversation with your two podcast pals. And on this week's episode, we mark the beginning of our COVID roadmap by sending the kids back to school. We celebrate the international women in our lives and we get royally revolutionary over Harry and Meghan's Oprah interview. Enjoy! Enjoy. Good evening, my sweetness. Hello, my darling. How are Ooh. you in your little pea head? <laughs> <laughs> Can we restart that? Can you please try my head as a better vegetable? I'd like it's, to be. Uh, no, like a shiny, shiny pea. Oh, I, I moisturised. I moisturised late in the day today, so it'll just yeah. shine a little bit. Yes. Oh, I love to moisturise. Nice. Um, moisturise and decolonise, as the kids are saying. <laughs> Um, yes, I am. I am well. I am energized. I am Very revitalized. Energized. I've been on edge, some might say. <laughs> that was not what I was going to say, but I have been on edge. Um, no, I have been. I, I am. I am bulking. I have been bulking. Oh, you're in your bulking phase. I'm in my bulking oh phase, my which is the first time I've ever bulked. So, as a as a vegetarian, I realized that I was not getting enough protein. I'm pretty vegetarian. Don't look at me like that. Um. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. As a as a majority vegetarian, I guess I was... chicken selects are a vegetable. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> right. Right. So in America, they have a piece of legislation that says pizza counts. A slice of pizza counts as a vegetable. Uh, so <laughs> I, I subscribe. I subscribe. <laughs> um, right. Well, there goes my story. There goes. <laughs> there I'm goes sorry, our friendship. Continue. <laughs> I am a mainly vegetarian. Um, and I realized I wasn't getting enough protein. So I was like, okay, we're doing a high protein diet. So I got the I got the protein bars. I've been getting the eggs. I've been getting the lentils, you know, mm. foods that I'm not a big fan of. But I was like, this is all, this is all for that summer bod. This is all like, yeah, you know, to get Hot nice and strong. summer is fast approaching and you aren't, you can't stop her. It's no, 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 I'm not, I'm not stopping her. But then I looked in the mirror today and I was like, I'm fat. That's what it's done. All it's this eating, <laughs> like this one week of eating food I don't really like, and all I have got is fat. Yeah, you have to exercise on top of the. the no, I, I, I you know can't that. just bulk and then you just full muscle. I wish. I wish. No, I know that, but I obviously haven't. Like, obviously, you need to like you know a few weeks for the bulk mm. to turn into muscle. I wouldn't um, know. To be fair. Well, I, I assume I have no I have not been informed on this I've just done a bit of googling and guessing mm. and so either it's I'm going to be absolutely ripped this summer or my whole body's going to be a pee I can't imagine you ripped like I can imagine you tone but you know like those imagine you as one of those guys who are like like swole oh I wouldn't that do would like very odd no I wouldn't do like Ugh. I think mm. I, 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 I like Tone, skinny muscle, sort of. That's the. Yeah, that's, that's nice. A, a little Lean. beefy. Yeah, but I like to be a little. I like to be a little beefy a little, as well. Yeah, a little mm. chunk. Mm. Yeah, something little, to hold on to. Muscle chunk. I want to be muscle yeah. chunk. That's me. That's my body type. I like it. Um. So, in retaliation, how are you? I'm very well. I'm doing the opposite. I think <laughs> there's something wrong with my stomach, so I have oh, to no. cut out all the foods I enjoy, which is very traumatizing for me because it's mainly pasta and wheat which i love <laughs> um, is, there, is there some disturbances of the motion in your ocean the the ocean is there's some dark unstable <laughs> waters yeah Tsunami. It's, it's a whirlpool of just <laughs> it's a mess it's honestly a mess my body I have the flatulence of a 90-year-old man and I'm a 21-year-old woman. Like, it's not okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to say that because this is a safe space, but it's not healthy. So something needs to change. Do you know what I feel like we didn't manage to normalise during lockdown? Farting. On Zoom. Oh. Because I feel like that that could have been normalised because if you fart on Zoom, there's no consequences for anyone on the Zoom. What, like smell-wise? Yeah. So I feel like we could have just... Do you mean not- like... Because there's farting on Zoom when you're on mute. Because there's so much you can get away with if you're on mute. Uh, don't all those Me Too men know it. Mm. Um, <laughs> but 
No, I did like just oh, not on mute. Like if I was just just you and I, I burped. Just let I burped, just, uh, I burped recently. I burped like yeah. ten minutes ago, and I was like, I don't need to apologize because it's not going to affect you in any way. I still have to hear it yeah, into but- a microphone as well. I feel like that's that. <laughs> At least a fart is going to be away from the noise, whereas I'm. It's right in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> I want to normalise bringing your tuchus right up to the microphone and just letting it rip. <laughs> I think this is not the quite the, the the platform. I think you have to delve deeper into the dark recesses of YouTube. To... Onto the OnlyFans. Jump yeah. on the OnlyFans and show them. Show I mean, them if that's good. what you want, we can go down that route. But I feel like, you know. No one's paying for that yet. Yeah. There's still time. There's yeah. still time. After I bulk. Once the bulking's over and I'm ripped and I'm chunky All muscle. Lentils, to be fair. <laughs> Oh my I, gosh! I hate lentils. They I mm, I awful. don't. There I don't n- like them. No excitement in a lentil. It's frustrating as well because lentils are like a staple for veggies and vegans. Like lentil, lentil dal, lentil bolognese, lentil on the bed of lentil on a bed of lentil. It's always not a bed. Like yeah. well, my parents want to be like kind of new age organic food type of thing. They'll be like, let's have this on a bed of this. And it's like, just because it's on a bed doesn't mean it's nice. No, no, no. Um, let me tell you something about bed. Talking about beds. This is, I have a crusade. I don't know if I think I've ever told you this, but I have a crusade. Mm. Um, every boy, so on Hinge, are you familiar with Hinge? I am, well, not as well, a user, but as a, as a observer. Yes. As an observer. So on Hinge, it's like a dating app and you, you get a lot of prompts and you like to, on your profile, you put a prompt and an answer. Uh, one of yes, the prompts yes. that a lot of people do is like uh, a weird shower thought I've had. And every boy who has the slightest inkling of a six pack and is hot, for some reason thinks that a really legitimate th- shower thought to put down is that the word bed looks like a bed. Oh yeah, they all yeah. I've seen that so many things. Like, do you know the word "bed" looks like a bird? Oh my god, you're so just your humor is lentil brains. Lentil <laughs> brains. These kids have lentil brains. Lentil brain. Um, yeah. Okay. I feel like you're in an interesting, unique position. So I'm going to ask you what What are your tips for dating in lockdown? Tell the listeners. Oh, even okay. though you're cursed. Yeah, even though, <laughs> even though I have been very, very unsuccessful. Um, what are my tips with dating in lockdown? Oh, I just have none because nothing's worked so far. Um, <laughs> I like being on, I mean, my, yeah, my, my tips with dating lockdown are the same with my tips with dating. Like, just, just be honest. Like, because, and it's like, not even for them, be honest for yourself. Because imagine having to keep up the farce of being something you're not for a long time. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, here's a tip. Don't get too sexual because, <laughs> because pre pre lockdown, you could, you know, you could send a few sexual messages. You could meet up, you could do the deed. Now you have to, if you get sexual with someone, you have to keep that sexual energy for one to three months. Oh yeah. That's a lot to, that's, that's a long time to maintain blue balls. There's yeah, only exactly. so much sexting one can do. Exactly. So I'd, yeah. I'd say start low and just build up very gradually because we're going to be yeah. in this, we're still Dip in this for the long in. run. Yeah. yeah. Wet, wet the whistle. Oh, Yes. Um, if you will, let them wet your whistle. That's not staying in. <laughs> Kiss the tip. Oh, kiss the tip. <laughs> Don't forget to tip your servers. That's how we. <laughs> that's how we see it. Sorry. Is that a top tip? Would you? Is that your tip? <laughs> I mean, I agree, but. But I don't know if we should be publicising this to the to the audience at large. Have you seen Big Mouth? Have you seen Big Mouth? No, I haven't. Oh, no, this is great. It's like, lick the penis lightly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. Would people pay if our OnlyFans was like, like tips on sucking dick? <laughs> I would. <laughs> Step one, start a business. <laughs> get a job and then only then and only then can, can you suck a dick <laughs> um, oh dear talking about lockdown easing etc etc here we are mm-hmm. on the 8th of March and I have, I, have, of March. I have a question for you Laura fire away did you drop your kids off at school today <laughs> pardon <laughs> Did you drop your kids off at school today? I've had three coffees, so... No, that's not the question! <laughs> that wasn't the question! I really grossly, I'm sorry. Um, 
I if I don't have kids, but were I to have kids, I would be sending them packing, lunchbox, lunches, scooter, fuck off. You know, catapult get out of them. House. I would yeah. catapult them out yeah. of my fucking house. And don't I'd make say. me take you. Just go. You know where it is. I got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. But not for more than eight hours on the weekend. <laughs> You're grown now. Yeah, leave. Yeah, I, the kids are back. Yeah, school's back mm. for the summer. Um, I have you heard they're going to make schools a bit longer for the summer. Yeah, potentially. I, it sucks to be a fucking child, doesn't it? <laughs> if they didn't already suck, oh, poor eleven-year-olds just like what? Eh? Really? <laughs> Six weeks instead of eight. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? What do kids do in the summer anyway? Like, um, don't they go on like adventures? And there's like that that platypus, and there's uh... the PGL. <laughs> is that PGL? Is it no? Oh wait, it's just. Oh. <laughs> and there's like kid with the orange hair. Uh, oh and, like, yes, 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 yes. Like, that show. Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb. That was yes. my summer. I don't know about you. Oh, absolutely not. Not in London. In London, <laughs> in London, we were fighting for our lives every day. That was it. That was summer. Knife fights. Knife fights every day <laughs> on, the, on the basketball court. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. Summers, my parents were definitely the, work, the working kind of, Mine they just shipped us off to different summer camps, um, outdoor pursuits. Oh my God, outdoor pursuits. That was like the Hunger Games. Me and my sister would go in, like, <laughs> just stick together. And like, don't look at anyone in the eye, kind of thing. And it was like all of these, like, like, I don't know, like, just, it was like Tracy Wild Baker, like, 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 care, like Kitty and Karen, like foster kids. And obviously they were all just quite damaged and it was all just, it was hectic, very hectic. <laughs> like we jump from ropes and canoes and it was just bloody yeah it was and like all the instructors were like ex-cons or like stone yeah it was just a bit of a that was my summer (laughs) character building character building yeah 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 um i so my so my mum was she would always work and my dad would work but he worked from home and he obviously ran his uniform business and so we would spend every a majority of our summer on the streets of london doing his deliveries with him by foot So we were we were brought up by the streets. We were. We really were. We really were. You were we doing were, road. <laughs> we were we were running track, and yeah, we were just I, and like we have so many my, like when we pass these places in London, my dad's like, oh, do you remember when we had to walk all the way here? Do you remember when you were you were age seven? I made you walk five fucking miles, and your feet turned into stubs. <laughs> like that's pretty much what why, our summer was. Why on foot? Did you not have a van? No. Or was that the thing? Was it like a character building thing? No, I mean, we would do sometimes like public transport, but sometimes mm. if it was a sunny day, he'd be like, well, you two, well, you two, me is fat. <laughs> Let's go for a walk. <laughs> it was specifically work, me. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think kids should be in school all summer. <gasps> I do. I think why punish them even more? Like, no, no, surely... no, I think they should be in school all summer. Oh, no, <laughs> no, give them the summer holiday. I mean, like, it's not their fault. It's not their fault. If they, if they need to catch up, just give them less to learn. Actually, I'm, I'm changing my mind. The I'm changing my mind. I would like kids to have as long holidays as possible because in 10, 20 years, those kids are going to be our um, occupational they're going to be looking after you in the home. No, oh. no excuse me. 10, 10, 20 years time. I'm in a home. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be my... I don't you're going. <laughs> no, they'll be our occupational competition. So if they've missed a bit of school and they're a little bit dumb, that gives us the advantage. Loser. Yeah. Oh, bless them. Do you think we're going to have a generation of just, I don't know, stupid heads? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, not. I just think no. Here's what I honestly think: I think there's going to be a generation who don't know about Richard the Third, and is that going to change anything? Oh my god, the world <laughs> is going to fall apart. Like, yeah. if anything, yeah. I think this is about to reveal that education. Who needs it? Yeah, especially with our kind of education, I think like kids are so adaptable, and you know, there's people. You know, you get those people who like were raised by wolves, and then they go on to like find the cure for cancer there's definitely someone what artemis fowl <laughs> book are you taking this from you know there's always you know or uh, einstein wasn't he 
coming with him. Raised by wolves. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Einstein was oh in fact God. raised it's been by a wolves. Week and it's only Monday. Jamie, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, kids. The kids are all right. You ten years, ten to fifteen. Yeah, are very important, yeah. but. Sitting in a classroom eight hours a day is not going to be the be all and end all of being a functional human being because we did it before we had that. What so, you mean, like in the the like twelve hundreds? Yeah, Stone Age when the with the goats and the. <laughs> I don't know why. How I many years of school going. did you miss? <laughs> just as a reference, just as a case study. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a wonder I got into university. To be honest, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah, uh, congratulations, parents. You've done it. Mm-hmm. You've you've seen your kids through, hopefully, for the last time. And now, I would love to be a parent right now. Imagine this day must be the best day. Yeah, but you'd have to live through all of that crap. Yeah. It, were... What a time to not have kids. That's all I can say. Yeah. Imagine. Imagine. Yeah. But then, like, I'd say the, the best age to be right now would be, like, five. Because you're just like, I would love to be like four or five right now. Because like yeah. you said, oh, I lived through the pandemic. But like, bitch, you're never going to remember it. Yeah, it's like World War, like World War II. When they were yeah. like, oh, I was in the Blitz. But like, they were like five. Yeah. So, so. It's like you, they were probably fighting <laughs> back then. They were mm. they were in the army, age five. But <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, because at our age, I wouldn't want to be. Our, our age, age have, really, have really been pretty screwed over screwed by the pooch nope we sc- nope that's not the phrase <laughs> screwed by the pooch i mean i guess you could if you, what if does you, that mean well you know screw the you know screwed the pooch he's they screwed the pooch screwed the no it means I'm when sorry. you fuck something up okay well screw the pooch i like that but we've been screwed, screwed by the, the pooch. pooch but we've been screwed by the pooch so the pooch this pooch has fucked us you. up yeah that's ter- that's terrifying um yeah <laughs> we've been screwed by a pooch and <laughs> uh, we can't get jobs, so that's fun. Yeah. And then six like GCSEs, A level. Yeah. I mean, I can't feel much sympathy for kids over their GCSEs. I'm sorry. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but as a I, when I did my GCSEs, I spent when I revised my GCSEs. I think I spent every day hoping for a meteor. I'd be like, if a meteor came, I would have to <laughs> None of this would matter, right? I'd yeah. be like, well, no, just and these kids do not, and. In the media, everyone's like, oh my gosh, these poor children, they're going to have predicted grades, they're not going to be able to do their GCSEs. And these I kids would have taken mine and ran, you joking? <laughs> Faxing, relaxing these fucking kids, yeah. not giving a shit about their predicted grades. Like, oh Yeah, I know. I think, obviously, it's it's tough at every age, but yeah, like, from from five downwards, they don't know what's going on. Oh, and easy, like, easy. it's not really going to impact their development that bad, because all they yeah. need to do is like roll around some dirt every few hours, they'll be fine. If anything, anything they, have, they have more interaction with their parents, so that must be good for them. Yeah. More bonding. I mean, they, yeah, they miss out on, like, being around other kids, which is obviously, yeah, they're going to get to nursery and be like, what? <gasps> and, like, chewing on each other's legs and that. But I'm sure that'll be, that'll be fine. I mean, yeah, who needs other people? <laughs> um, yeah, true. What are your anxieties, then, for going back out into the world post-lockdown? Do you have any? Um, I think that's a really good question because... Like, obviously, there is so much emphasis on life post-COVID, June 21st, everything going back to normal, mm-hmm. life starting again. Yeah. But, like, we are so used to this way of living. Mm-hmm. And in a way, it is a lot less... There's a lot less to deal with. There's a lot less crap mm-hmm. to deal with. Um Like, I don't know, like, social kind of anxieties, Um feeling like you know going out feeling like you have to go like be having a really good time all the time like obviously with social media and stuff instagram mm-hmm. i remember at uni if there were nights where i wasn't going out and then i saw on instagram that other people were out i was like oh my god i'm wasting my uni experience <laughs> whereas now like nobody can go nowhere <laughs> so like so we are wasting our uni experience <laughs> so everyone's wasting uni experience it's fine it's a group effort um and yeah i think i don't know what about you I think my I I think I my tolerance for people I think we were saying this um, mm. that my I, my tolerance of people I think I, I I'm quite a judgy person I'm quite a, I make snap judgments I think a lot of the time and I think that was pre lockdown and now in lockdown or like during this past year where the only people I've really seen over the past year are my like close friends people who I mm. know I think therefore my 
my standard for make for like making friends now has been raised. <laughs> mm. so I feel like when I meet people, if I if I ever meet people again, they will <laughs> like if I'm ever in a social situation with new people, I think I'm going to be more judgy because I'm like, well, I'm so used to this these social interactions with people who I'm so close to, and now have going to the, now doing these social interactions with people who I don't know who might not be mm. as similar to me. I feel like that's going to be a bit of an issue. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think also on the flip side of that, for me, like. I was just worried that it was making me drift apart from people. Um, I think oh. deep down I know that it won't. And even though we've not seen each other for months, um, whenever like I'll be with my friends or like our, our friends will be together again, it will be kind of like back to normal. But yeah. at the same time, you do think like, I've not seen you. And then some people are like leaving uni next year. So I haven't seen you like since we're gonna October. Go to... We yeah, worked exactly. this out the other day. I did not. I mean, I see you. I see you every, every day on this. I also text you every day. And <laughs> sometimes you call me needing help with editing. So it's constant. But... <laughs> that was one time. Yeah. Some, some but... might say constant. <laughs> constant open line constant. of communication. No, I think, but there's people who I haven't done that with. And like, mm-hmm. even though we I feel like because I'm used to not seeing them all the time because obviously leaving school, I couldn't see them all the time anyway. Yeah. Part of me thinks like, oh my God, is this it? Like, is this is this the final nail in the coffin of our <laughs> friendship? Which is sad. I guess it's life as well. Yeah. But I don't know. See, I feel slightly the opposite in that like, well, for me, I think I've managed to like spread myself more during lockdown. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Um, so I, I felt like I'd be able to spread myself more during lockdown in terms like between all my friends, as in like I'm not seeing people every day, but I'm seeing a lot more people once a week. Mm. Like, and I, I definitely have like connected with some people who I haven't seen, who I hadn't like put in effort with pre-lockdown. And I know that post-lockdown, like you're not gonna be able to get a hold of me. The only way you'll be able to get a hold <laughs> of me is if we are, you are in front of my face, yeah. breath, breathing that stale club air right into my nose <laughs> VK breath yeah that VK yeah. breath but like to me that's what's gonna post-covid and I'm not ashamed of it I'm gonna focus on the people who are around me and I'm gonna try and be yeah I'm gonna I think I'll, I'll try and be around a lot of people but like if you're not around me I'm I don't think I'm gonna really put effort in as much effort into like message and text because that's what we've been doing for the past six months mm. so yeah I think that's a fair point and I think like this whole situation although we're traumatizing for everyone, I think it is a real, it will be a really interesting cultural reset. Mm -hmm. I think just the way we are with our relationships, the way working, I can't see how after all of this, how, how we've seen how we can all pretty much get on working out from home, how we can go back to a five day week in the office. Um, And just like your priorities, like, I hope this is a way for people to see like what's important and what what is really not. But yeah, who knows? Then again, I also feel like we might just all fall back into old habits and Yeah. yeah. Can you can you imagine? Let me let me set the scene. If you went downstairs right now and there were a hundred people milling around your house, can you imagine how uncomfortable you would feel? Oh yeah. And that's what clubbing's gonna be. So like that yeah. first clubbing experience back is good. I think we're all gonna we're all going to have this like <laughs> Shit ourselves, yeah. internal uncomfortable feeling because we've been so programmed for the past year to not be in a room with a lot of people. Yeah, so I feel like that's going to be it's like, true. Like even, yeah, I watch, even when you see it on TV, like shows that were filmed before COVID and you're like, there's a lot of people in that room. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I could never. <laughs> for me, it's when I see someone on a film get onto like public transport without a mask. To me, that's the biggest like, <laughs> what are you <laughs> Why? First of all, why are you go to public transport? You can just sit at home and zoom everyone. It's like, well, where's your fucking mask? Where are you going? <laughs> I may destroy you. I just think that could all been done over Zoom. You know what I mean? <laughs> Probably would have solved a lot of problems. Yeah. So mm. we'll see. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Whatever, whatever. Talking about things that I'm looking forward to um, tonight. There's a big old shindig happening over on ITV. So yeah, we have a cultural moment that has already happened, but not in the UK. Yet. <laughs> yeah. We are we are catching up to a cultural moment. Yeah, we are catching up to a cultural moment. 
which is obviously um, the big Meghan Harry Oprah interview. Um, I mean, we've all seen spoilers. Like, I, I pretty much from I've seen. I think I've I seen like the whole I've two seen hours. At least half of it, yeah, yeah, from like little <laughs> clips, I've like pieced together like a puzzle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, how are you feeling about the whole thing? I am excited. I don't. I'm not into the royals. I don't. Yeah, I watched the Royal Wedding. I watched The Crown. Um, <laughs> but here's a question. Have you always not been into the royals or is it something recent? I've never really been like into the royals. Like, you know, some people are literally like obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always interested in the Harry and Meghan thing. I watched The Wedding um, and obviously like all the Diana podcasts and everything. I just... <laughs> Irresistible. Um, yeah, either right up. Um, and the crown. The crown has made me a lot more interesting. Interested. It's made me a lot more interesting. Made me a lot more interested faster. I can finally um, speak about something. <laughs> As a conversation starter, Philip is just such a complex character. <laughs> no, um, yeah. So because I know the history and like the the, the people, well, we don't know the people, but I know the, the, people. the Netflix portrayal of the people. Um, but I think this is just so too important. And it is more than just trash. It's more, I think it is so important, just the way, just exposing what a mess we've made. Um, I mean, we haven't. This is not This is not our fault. They've made. They've made it. I'm, I'm pointing some fingers right now. The, the institution of it all, the fact yeah. that they are disgusting people uh-huh. and the media in this country is disgusting mm-hmm. and... Just the blatant misogyny and racism You just can't You just can't ignore it You can't It just gets more and more blatant The more things that come out Mm. Like I think for me Before Before These interviews started to come out And when when we had our megs it It was In my mind it was very much like Oh it's It was the media that made her leave Mm. And seeing now the things she's said, I mean, I never doubted that the royal family was racist because it's a it's an institution founded on colonialism. You know, they invented colonialism. Mm. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure. Of, I think I'm, I'm, uh, we'll fact check that. Um, yeah. But like, <laughs> but yeah, I I I didn't really have a perception of how much of a role the royal family played in the whole situation. And now seeing, obviously, the snippets of the interview, and also seeing the fact that they responded to to the Megan situation and launched an investigation when they haven't and refused to ever launch an investigation about Prince Andrew mm. has, I think, put the final nail in the coffin for the royal uh, Yeah, I think it's, I think it, you're right. Like, I think before it was always like, oh, um, like the media, just yeah. classic case of the media tearing a poor woman down. Um She's American, she's black, she's not mm-hmm. what we like in Britain. She doesn't represent what we represent. La la, she needs to go. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's not new, unfortunately. Yeah. But I think I was always a bit like, if you watch The Crown, <laughs> you'll know that obviously, like throughout the Queen's reign, there have been like time and time again, there's been family conflicts when she's had to go against her own interests. Um, even the best interest of like the emotional well-being of her family to -hmm. protect the crown, to protect the institution. And it's always been built up as this like big burden of hers where, you know, it's the crown at the end of the day is what's important. But so I always used to think like, oh, she's, that's kind of what they're doing, the stiff upper lip thing. But I just think now it's just, it's not, it's not like they're being neutral about it. It's not like they're being, they're being actively aggressive to this woman. Um, and yeah, and that, just like you said, like the, the, the way she's just been absolutely vilified in the same breath, slapping a pedophile on the wrist and letting him keep everything and not even acknowledging it. It's yeah. just, it's insane. It's crazy. And I think, I think to me, the biggest thing that came out of that interview was the active racism of the concern around Archie being too dark. And that, oh my god! Yeah. To me, was <laughs> Oprah's reaction. Oprah's like, she's like, <gasps> oh my god! No, Oprah was no. Uh, Oprah was about to go there and slap the queen herself, like she was about Oprah to. Yeah, going for her like her bafta. Yeah. She gave her all in that. <laughs> <gasps> oh my <What>? god! <laughs> 
Oh yeah. my god. But I think like it's just like it's always been shocking the way the way she's been treated. But like even because there's obviously so much hype right at the minute with the interview and just people sharing like just like the headline comparisons and the way like mm-hmm. they'll compare her with Ke- like the way Kate's been portrayed in the media compared to how um Megan's been portrayed. And it's just like every single thing she does. Yeah. They turn it into this bizarre, twisted thing. And it's like, what did this, what did she do? She came to our country, married a man. That's all she's done. That's what, what I was. What, and she's like, and who Finified. knew Harry would turn into such a G, to be fair? The man yeah. who came to why he dressed as a Nazi. Like, big props to him. Because that's development right there. <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't understand how anyone could expect them to say any way related to that family, like yeah. attach that family because it's just toxic. And and I don't know how that family is going to stick around because like in my mind, it's like, it's like a, a B-rate version of the Kardashians. Like not, they don't, we barely get any episodes from the Royal Family. <laughs> yeah, at least the Kardashians give back. <laughs> they get content, like we got barely any content and then they're actively racist and they support a paedophile. Like Kim would never do that. So like, you know, I feel like it's time to switch it up. Uh, you know, a revolution, like yeah. in, like when, um, you know, you know, France? When... like in France. No, I was, gonna, <laughs> you know, like when William the Conqueror came around and he was like, "This is my, this is my palace now." Oh, I think yeah. Chris should come over and say, "All right, move over, Liz. <laughs> There's a new queen oh in town." Oh my god, I feel like a, a a monarchy with the Kardashian. Well, it's already pretty much monarchy, yeah. but even that might might even be a step too far. But um, <laughs> I think. I, I yeah I don't understand how in big big twenty twenty we can we can have this these people around I really don't how can we just be racist like actively <laughs> racist how are we allowed to be actively racist in this in this in this society like I I mean every, a lot of things obviously there's a lot of racism but like to to be able to push out racist media and to to cover other other important news stories with mm. the blatant racism mm. is disgusting it's offensive and it just yeah it, i mean the media thinks that anyone people of color are are just idiots and what they, we won't we won't see what they're doing here that they're covering mm. up they're covering up andrew with stories about megan they're covering up stories about you know the corruption in government right now with stories about megan like it is it's more than offensive it's just it's it's fucking mind-boggling. It's yeah, we're... it's depressing. It's it's enough to not want to get out of bed in the morning because you think, you know, with so many, with so many, just especially this year with the kind of the protests and the marches and the amount of social um, like awareness that was raised with Black Lives Matter. Um, yeah, we can still have. The royal family being like, do we want this little this little brownie as a prince? Really? Are you yeah. sure, Meg? Are you sure? Come on. And she was meant to be a breath, like they said, she was a breath of fresh air. We watched the wedding and there was so much hope and so much like, oh my God, like maybe this is gonna be this is gonna change, this is gonna make a difference. But yeah. Oh God, it's just made it worse. And it's just showed how bad it can get when that you could- in this country you try to do something slightly to the left of what what we've always known and what sadly white people are used to and what protects them. Yeah. And I remember that I remember there being a lot of us having a lot of hope during when the royal wedding came around. Yeah. I I was like this is amazing. I can't yeah. believe I'm living through this. I can't believe I'm seeing this. This is something I'm going to remember forever. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to be something I remember forever because it's going to be just watching someone who looks like me being treated like a terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, marrying someone she loves. Yeah, like, there there could not have been a worse. I mean, I I mean, there, I say there couldn't have been a worse outcome, but obviously she discussed in the interview that she was very close to committing suicide. So like, obviously there, there always could have been a worse outcome. But this is what has happened now is one of the worst outcomes that you could have foreseen from that wedding yeah. onwards. And yeah. yeah, it it that's the thing we we it gave you us hope, and then now it's actively snatched it away and said no, you can't. Like people of color, they can't do this. Oh, people who are to the left of what is considered normal they can't do this the royal family will only you know will only accept yeah people who look like us people and, who act and, like and us. just the, the way we treat the way we treat women like i'm not going to go into the big rant about 
the way women are treated because I've done it so many times on this podcast before. <laughs> but, you know, I watched the Britney documentary all the way through the other day. Um, and then I got on Instagram and Kim Kardashian did a story where she was like, oh, I just watched the Britney documentary. I was like, oh my God, thank Kim. <laughs> and um, she was like, yeah, I can't believe, I cannot believe how she was treated. It makes me feel so much empathy for her. It really resonates with me the way I was treated, especially when I was pregnant and she had preeclampsia. And do you remember she gained like 60 pounds or something? She was, she mm-hmm. was gained loads of weight and just, she put on like screenshots of magazine after magazine after magazine. And the, the headlines were atrocious like you mm-hmm. could not believe your eyes it would be like 140 pound kim can't stop eating kanye says this is the last chance and she looks like a beach whale kim and kong, then com- they, yeah, kim kong they compared her to um shamu the killer whale and they compared her with kate middleton because kate middleton was pregnant at the time and it would be like itty bitty um kate or killer whale kim which one is healthy as a pregnant woman and it's like okay so we've just watched britney spears who is still being tortured like yeah. to the point where she had a mental breakdown and is still not even like anywhere near kind of the self-empowerment and liberation that she should be mm-hmm. in big big in 2004 yeah. then you got kim kardashian in 2013 and now you've got this bullshit in 2021 and it's yeah. the same thing happening over and over again and i don't understand why it's ha- like i can't even what can you do like when's the change that come because like it, it just feels like we've done everything you know we've marched for black lives matter we've we've spoke about women's liberation like as a society mm. we've been pushing to treat people better but the media and the powers that be up there aren't listening no because why would they listen when when they have the power why would yeah. you listen when it protects you and oh gosh it makes me yeah like i just hope by the time i have kids which is not really a big ass thing that I'll be in 20 years or so <laughs> that I'm raising them in a world that isn't going to just condemn them just for being alive. Yeah. Yeah. There has been some good women news. Oh, and actually yes. talking about good women news. It's International Women's Day. It is. Happy International Women's Day. Happy, happy International Women's Day. As an international woman, Laura, you are an inspiration to me. Thank you so much. Miss, Miss, Miss International, Mrs. Worldwide. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, okay, I have a question. Since it is International Women's Day, yes, can yes, you yes. can you name a woman? <laughs> no, can a, I name a woman? <laughs> name a woman. Um, no, can you name a woman who who inspires you and who you would like to celebrate on International Women's Day? Oh, that's nice. Um, I would like to name my mum. Oh, that's a bit started... of a cop out, but okay. No, no she's yeah, the best. Mom, she's like a new job today, and <gasps> she? she'll listen to this, and she's just a G. Um, I would like to nominate. Mm. So I watched the Euro Champs. You won't care about this because it's athletics. I watched the Euro Champs this week, and we had three GB women compete. This is the seniors, and they mm. were all ninety. They're all my age, so like nineteen, twenty, and twenty-one, um, or twenty-two, against senior women, and a nineteen-year-old won. The 800 meters and is the first the youngest to ever win and she beat these like 25 26 27 year olds and is just sick her name is keely hodgkinson she's a monster and i just <laughs> hey, don't her. understand a how at 19 jealous. you can do that shit but you know she's cool wow. so those are my two yeah those are two women you? um oh god i feel like my mother's gonna be angry if i don't shout her out um obviously i'd like to shout out my mother um obviously she's the she's the woman who taught me to like stand up for myself and have very forthright opinions and not apologize for them because that's what she's always done and that's what i always do um i'd like to shout out oh, i'd like to shout out my friend muna um she's a, she's whenever i feel down or i have like an issue i always call her and she's always so supportive and she's just very practical with her advice and i love having a chat with her um and then i also munro bergdorf i think i've learned so much in this past year about trans rights from munro like the things she posts online and like the conversations she has have really helped inform me when I sort of when I sort of thought maybe I'm not maybe I don't have enough information and maybe I'm slacking. Obviously, I've, I've done other things to sort of learn, but that was my first port of call to follow her. And doing that, I think, definitely helped me learn a lot. So yeah, yeah, I women. completely agree. I completely agree. I think she's so 
spot on. She's so um, just relentless with her campaigning, yeah. with her raising her voice. Another person who gets absolutely destroyed by disgusting yeah. skid marks on the internet. Mm. And yeah, you're right. Like, I don't think my feminism extended towards trans women before. I don't think I had a real concept of trans rights. Mm-hmm. I never really... Yeah, and I still, still, there's so much I should know. Um, yeah. But I think she is definitely one of the big people who like has helped inform me and stuff. And sure. she's just fucking hot. So yeah. Oh my know. gosh, she's so hot. <laughs> um, talking about, I uh, talk about women. Yes. Talking there, about female people. With, yeah, people with female, uh, people with sexual organs related to the female body. Um, <laughs> we're very inclusive on this podcast. Uh, Clara Ampho. Yes, she's also on my list. I'm going to say oh, she's she's right up I there. Her. It's yeah. going to be hard for it's going to be hard for you to replace her eventually. That's going to be a a very Hamlet moment. That's what happens to Hamlet? Was it Macbeth? Mm. Which is the one where he kills someone who? Anyway, um, Ham- both. I think those. The one where he kills someone who's like in power, where he avenges his father. I'd say it's Hamlet. Hamlet, but then Macbeth is the. You said both are the same. I don't know. Anyway, it's <laughs> very Hamlet when you when you replace yeah, her. But yeah, yeah um, Clara Ampho, she just got a Barbie doll, which she is did. so fucking cool. Yeah, um, I mean, after our man rant about the racism, <laughs> Meghan Markle, um, we have another black Barbie, which is nice. Barbie, Barbie um, stays winning. Barbie have you seen it? Say, I it's think, cute. Yes, yes, it's a lovely Barbie. It's got a little half shaved head. Um, yeah. And you know what? That woman deserves a Barbie because yeah. she's also a G. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you know, Barbie. Barbie recently had a girlfriend, and like, Barbie's really been supportive of queer rights for a moment. So I, I think we should also thank Barbie. I mean, she was a, she was a bit problematic to start with. Let's be honest. I I love, but it's funny, isn't it? Because Barbie was such a symbol of just heteronormativity and yeah, like White, Caucasian. Yeah, she was, she was she was the Caucasian queen. She was body odi odi, nipped waist, fat ass. Like before Kim Kardashian, there was Barbie. Yeah, like, and now um, there's Barbies for all, and that's yeah. how it should be. Definitely, it's, it's hard. It's sad when um one of the most inspirational people in the media is made of plastic. No, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, about a lot of people. We have that. we have so few icons. We're looking at a piece of plastic and being like, "Well done." You're doing the constantly most raising the bar, doing it flawlessly. You can't move or speak, <laughs> but, but go, you girl. We need you. I wake up in the morning and I thank Barbie. Um, Is it normal to have Barbies at our age? Like to collect? I, there are. Barbies? I. I, 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 I do follow a homosexual on Instagram who does collect Barbies. I, I think Trixie Mattel. Mm. Are you familiar? Oh, she's mm-hmm. a drag queen, but she collects Barbies. Um, mm-hmm. There are Barbie collectors, and I think for for queer kids, there's this um, like forbiddenness around Barbies. Like when they were children, when they were, were child, when yeah, when a lot of queer kids were children, obviously they wanted to play with Barbies, and because of the environment, a lot of them weren't able to play with Barbies. So I do know a few queer people who now do collect Barbies because it's like it was the forbidden fruit of yeah, their childhood. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's nice. Now on the subject of um icons trailblazers people who push the boundary of what it means to be human right mcdonald and dodd (laughs) have you seen it i have watched clips since you banged on about it i haven't watched a full episode i didn't realize it had that little potato head man yes i don't know his name but i know who you're talking about is he mcdonald or dodd he's dodd dodd um I've not yet graced myself, graced myself, graced, yeah, let it grace my life. But I'm, every time I speak to you, I'm a little bit close to watching it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. So I think, so we called, so you called me the other day when I was like midway through the McDonald and Doddery. You were. Of it all. And I was, you know, He looks confused. I, I, I still am. <laughs> and, you know, it was uh, building up and I was like, yes, there's really, they're really interweaving all these complicated elements and I can't wait for them to piece it all together at the end. Right, 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 right. They did not. It was shit. I was confused. <laughs> the, 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 the pinnacle of the plot was like a timeshare. I don't know. The, the murder was done because of property or something. I'm not oh, really sure. Boring. Um, so what is it for the, for the listeners? Is it, is it, it's like Midsummer Murders, but in Bath? 
It is, is that ca- the general vibe. It's midsummer murders, but more Caucasian. It's like oh. very Caucasian. Um, like more Caucasian than midsummer murders. Really, is like quite a feat. <laughs> I told you, it pushes the barriers of what it means to be human. <laughs> Apart from um, the main lady, isn't the main? Isn't she mixed? Isn't bold, that the whole bold of them to put a woman of color? Bold of a woman of, <laughs> for a woman of color to accept that role. Like it's, I mean, it's it's very nice. And it's very gentil, especially for a murder mystery. It's very gentil, like especially because you know them both. No one's no one's committing crime. Yeah, no one's no one murdering. No one's I remember murdering. when we thought there was a murder on our road. To be fair, that was very exciting. Oh, because well, the police I don't know showed up. The police showed up. There was a tape. There was a crime scene. Everything. <gasps> you know, we were like, "There's been a murder." But I really don't know if there was a murder or if it there's was no murder. I don't know, but it definitely was or something. Yeah, um, yeah, murder, not... murder, murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it. The murder happened. It happens in the first five minutes, so I'm not spoiling anything for anyone who would even consider watching it. But the murder <laughs> happens in a hot air balloon. I mean, can can you get more Caucasian? Can you? No. Why? Why is this? It's an interesting. Like, idea. Is it ITV? Yeah, girl, it's ITV. They're about to make all that money back that they lost back with that Meghan Markle interview. ITV have some weird shows, you know. Have I'm you not. seen that one that's like Inspector Morse, but when he's young? No, I, this is the first oh, time I've jumped onto ITV. God, they should use that as euthanasia in hospices. <laughs> like, it's just bloody dire. <laughs> it's ITV, like... My God, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. So, I also the thing is like I watch it and I I do enjoy watching it because I am from Bath and I live in Bath and I'm like oh my gosh these are all the things like I'm familiar with. I have no idea why anyone outside of Bath would watch that. Mm. I would also I would I think there would be more tension in a slideshow reel of pictures from Bath. Like all of those pillars, mm, yeah. cobbled streets. Is that, <laughs> is that an Ionian or a Corinthian <laughs> pillar? Mm. Very niche knowledge. I'm impressed I managed to get to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I would not recommend it. And um, McDonald and Donald, is there like a spicy sexual tension, or are they like friend, like partners in crime? Like, what's the vibe? It's well, like a father daughter duo kind of. I think it's all of that all together. Oh, all of that and more. (laughs) I mean, I haven't, obviously the season's ongoing, so we'll see how the relationship develops. Right, right, right. Um, I'll tell you another issue. I mean, because I watched season one and like, you know, the season one, it was like this, this grumpy London detective comes and works with this doddery old bath detective. And obviously in season one, they sort of like, they, she's a bit cold, he's a bit useless and they patch up and they, you know, they blossom together. Season two, we're b- right back at aggressive and useless. So, oh. Yeah. So what about I, all the work? Oh, season two. <laughs> <laughs> it's season two, girls. It's season two. Wow. Well, someone's watching it, clearly. I mean, I am. I probably will watch the second episode as well. <laughs> I tell you what's interesting as well, actually, is that so it's, it's filmed in, it's set in the summer in Bath and it's, it's like last summer. So it is, there are, semblances of covid around there was at that time where it was like you have to wear a mask but you can also sleep over at your friend's house and yeah. drink from the cutlery cutlery Pot, pots crockery cups glass, glasses yeah um you know what i mean there's that language barrier again mm, there's, there's, there's those three years of school mist coming dun, back dun, out dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um so yeah i wouldn't recommend it unless no. you do really like pictures of like scenes of bath in which case mute and look away, lovely. <laughs> Watch it and love, love the little bar. Uh, so yeah. the question remains between the two of us: who is McDonald and who is Dodd? Now, I, the more I watch it, the more I see physical similarities between you and McDonald. I'd hope so, because you're both <laughs> you're both mixed race women with curly hair. Not a bold white man. <laughs> but, but, but I am. <laughs> Well, meanwhile, some of us are bold white men. So yeah. I'd say I'd say that physically, I'm Dodd, you're McDonald. Um emotionally, we're both McDonald and all nice. all our friends who are refusing to get festival tickets are Dodd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sick of your shit. <laughs> and that is how Sue sees it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was thinking to say, uh, practically between us when it comes to editing, I'm definitely Dodd. Oh. I am the bumbling idiot and you have to help me along the way. You are the Dodd of editing. That is true. I would, I would say that pretty <laughs> confidently. Talk about TV. This is a, quite a boring thing, but I, it very much interests me. I'm very excited because BBC Three is back. What, on the TV? On the telly. Is it? Yeah, BBC Three. It, like, I didn't know that. 2022, I think they're, like, they're okay. coming back to the TV. Why so, did they leave? Or were funding. they ever on it? So the, it was always, so they used to, I remember, I remember when I was younger, BBC Three used to be on the TV and it would only come on at like 8pm and... Um, yeah, it was like hit BBC. Like, yeah. The tweens. And then like and then five years ago, they were like, we're taking it to BBC iPlayer only because we don't have the money, I think, to keep it on TV. And obviously between Drag Race UK and Normal People and um, Fleabag, th- those are all BBC I made Destroy You. I May yeah. Destroy You. Like they've really, it's the best of the BBC at this oh, point. Oh, 100%. Like, 100%. You can mess around with any of the other stuff. BBC... I watched BBC One for MasterChef, obviously. <laughs> but... <laughs> I watched BBC One for Have I Got News For You. But... <laughs> But oh, apart from yeah. that, BBC Two is dead to me. What's on BBC Two? I feel like a lot of the drama. I should know this. No, BBC Two is Winter Watch. I think B- BBC Two is yeah, like a lot of dra- the dramas, like Line of Duty, uh, stuff oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. I see. All you, I, and all of your mum's favourites from yeah, BBC Two. My mum loves BBC Two. Ooh. And yeah. whereas BBC Three is, three is like hip and happening, um, so BBC Three, if you're looking for, you know, like if you want a little like panel show, or you want like a little like mm. pop culture rundown mm-hmm. sort of situation, we ha- we I do have a full few names in my head. Mm. Yeah, present can mm. cast around to some people. Well, it looks like we've really just wrapped this week up into a gorgeous little bow and sent it, yeah. sent it to, the, to our listeners. Posted it directly to your ear holes. A PO box. Yes. 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 Yeah. I mean, here we are on the first step of lockdown easing. I feel eased. I feel loose. I feel open. Yeah. I think it. Feel limber. Oh, I won't. I won't stretch, but maybe I could. Maybe I would. I don't know. Maybe. Getting weird. But yeah, I guess. I guess that's us done. I guess we've done our duties. I guess we've. You know. We said our piece. Service. We've we've spoken truth to power, which we always do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, all that's left for me to do is thank you, Laura, for being a woman. Who, who... thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you for being such a stunning ally to us, us females, and also to all my sisters out there. Keep we... fighting the fight. I love you, girls. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, happy International Women's Day, all. Yes. Um, fuck the patriarchy because yes. doing my nutting, and don't let the bastards get you down. And that is all I have to say. Also, all I have to say. Bimini for Drag Race UK superstar. Bimini to win. Oh my god, it's not even funny anymore. We're on track, get girls. Her on that podium. We're <laughs> on track. I can't wait. <laughs> Right. Well, until until she wins, keep it snapping. Keep it cackling. Keep it popping. See you next week.